The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, or do they? Are they the secret to life? Well, no, but they're fun. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back much sooner than you think. How much sooner? So much sooner, it's not funny. How much sooner? Could be before this is over. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use. Probably won't if we tend to do more listening than doing, even though Jesus said that we should be doers and not hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? The endless question for the ages. And also Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through the process where you don't understand everything that God is doing. You know you're supposed to have faith, but sometimes you scratch your head and you go, huh? I don't get it. That's okay because you're not alone. The thing is, is that I was talking with my brother yesterday, and guess what? God didn't promise you to deliver the full plan of everything that's going to happen in your life, moment by moment, ahead of time. He might know it all. Of course, he knows it all, but he's just not telling you. (laughs) Anyway, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, that's an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. Maybe you have a praise report or a prayer request. We're going to encourage you to participate in the show. A couple ways you can go about doing that. Also, we do Bible trivia. We'll do that in a little bit. We do have a caller. We're going to get to him in just a second, but I want to do this intro part first to make sure we get it done right. So here's the deal. If you want to reach out to us and talk to us, you call us at 972 That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, 972-445-0770, it's going to be Captain Chris that answers the phone. And then after you hear the, you will be...
All right. Also, you can text. Was that a good one? <laughs> you can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Don't call that number. I can't answer. That's just for text. We have the volume off. So that's 214-210-8483. Or you can email david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. David at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to send you the website, then we're going to come back and take the call because I want you to get to the website. A couple things on there that are very important, okay? Remember the ambassador program? We just had somebody else fill it out. Thank you so much, Lewis. The bottom line is we're in a pause because i got to get the brochures. So everybody take it easy. It's okay. Relax, all right? And then for our new listeners, we got a lot of new listeners on the show. Just be encouraged. This is not an obey me show. This is a this is my perspective. Work it out between you and God show. So enjoy that part of it. On the website, you'll get a much better flavor of all the things that go on uh, throughout the website. We encourage you. By the way, you can give there if you want to. You can go to if you want to. He must increase dot org. Prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Okay, we're going to go to our caller and see what's going on. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Sergio. Hey, Sergio. I just sent you an email yesterday. I don't know if you got it or not. Uh, I, sure, I sure did. I oh. got it last night. Thank you so oh, much. Awesome, brother. I'm so happy. And I'm, I'm blessed that you So you got a job that things are kind of working out good for you? Yeah, I'm so blessed and fortunate. It's just uh, hit and miss. Sometimes I, you know, obviously, if, you know, perfect world, I'd be listening to your radio, you know, station, you know, radio program um, live, right? But, uh it's really good that you have that opportunity to listen to older ones, too. Yeah, yeah. And some of them, some of the older ones, I'm just being honest, some of the older ones are better. <laughs> it's, just the, it's just the truth. You don't want to say that. My wife said, you know, not every show can be the greatest show. <laughs> it's like, thanks, honey. <laughs> I hear you. Well, I, well I, my, my opinion's the, 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 the opposite. I think every show of yours is just uplifting and and just, it just helps me personally. So. Well, that's encouraging. So a, what, what can I do for you? I got a question for you, David. Is that, if that's okay? Sure, absolutely. If I can answer yeah, it, I will. So, if not, I can direct you. Okay, cool. So, I mean, it's it's just one question, but I probably already know that it's, it's a handful. So I just go ahead and hang up and listen. But you know, I, you know, I've been, you know, I try every day. I read the word every day. I'm I'm, I'm drawing closer to him every day, and it just dawned on me. What is the origin, and why do so many religion? Why, why? What is the origin, and why are so many? Why do so many religions, different religions, exist? Okay. And and you will you will know the name, the, the household names, right? Uh, you know, Catholic, uh, Protestant, Methodist, Baptist, etc. Um, why are there so many out there? Okay. So really, what you're asking, I just want to give you a clarification. You're asking about denominations, not really yeah. the different I'm groups. Sorry. I'm, yes, the, denominations. I'm yeah, sorry. that's yes. okay. That's okay because if you go to different religions, I just have to go down the 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 sad road of everybody thinks they're God, you know, kind of thing. So that's a whole okay. separate thing. But yeah, go yeah. ahead and well, hang up, so and then I'll answer that. You yeah, got that's it. That's my question. I guess at the core of it. And I'll go ahead and hang up and listen. And thank you so much for everything that you do, David. Have a great weekend and stay warm. All right. God bless, brother. Thank you. Likewise. Bye-bye. All right. A couple of great things. What a great initial question. And that's uh, actually there's 
multiple denominations, and in, in the denominational clusters, there's groups that are closer together than other groups. So there's like uh, some groups are a little closer, so Baptist and Charismatic, uh, even Church of God, depending on what it is, will be a little closer in one cluster. Uh, then you'll have some, you know, more of the Baptists and the uh, a, a little bit more Church Nazarene kind of in, in the other sector. And, uh, and uh, of course, you've got Church of Christ, and you've got the Presbyterian, the Methodist, and there's all these different groups. So the big question, and this is really the truth, and I really want you to get this. I want you to get the helicopter view of why there's so many denominations, because that's how God set it up. But let me explain why. There's one Israel, and I just had a dream about this last night. How bizarre is this, right? There's one Israel, but there's 12 tribes, In the 12 tribes, the Levites were a little different than the people from the tribe of Dan because the Levites had to handle all the material that God had, so they had to keep themselves holy. They had to be, let's say, a little purer because they were actually touching the stuff of God, and if they touched it and they were impure, they would die. So they had to kind of be a little bit more holy roller-ish. And then you have the group of Dan, or you have different different groups uh, throughout uh, the, the tribes, and they had a little more free attitude going on in the sense or in the context of they did things a little different from a cultural point of view. What I look at when I see the different denominations, just to help you out the best way possible, is understanding Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and understanding that the that the church of Jesus Christ, not, not the church of Jesus Christ, literally sense, the church of Jesus, the genuine church of Jesus, by God's definition, is a body. It is a body of believers. And if you will just take the time to look at your body, you will notice that the foot and the elbow and the shoulder are located in different places, doing different things in different ways. But when you combine them, it's a body. So another, and then there's this, and really, I would tell you, Sergio, really check out Romans 12. It's just the best because what it, and also Ephesians chapter three is a really good part. And Ephesians, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter four. Sorry about that. And the reason is because people will think, well, gosh, I'm the I, so I'm super duper important. Or another person will say, well, I'm the hand, so I'm super duper important on the body. But none of the, the eye doesn't get to see anything different. The hand doesn't get to do anything different unless the feet walk the body to that spot. In other words, every part is a functioning part of it. The trouble with the multiple denominations is that unlike a human body where the body flows together and works together, we as human beings operate sometimes in the flesh, and so we fight with one another instead of getting along with one another. For me personally, having a Baptist and a Pentecostal ordination gives me the advantage of loving all the Baptists, loving all the Pentecostals, and everybody in between. The advantage to that is I don't see the body as a hand or a wrist or an elbow. I see it as the whole entity. And sometimes the parts that are not seen at all, those are the most important parts. Certainly they're the parts that deserve a certain amount of respect. And all of them work together as the Lord has built the body. The problem is that people are jerky about it. That's the problem.
If you were like a person who, let's say you're a Baptist and you have Pentecostal friends, you don't exactly see things perfectly on the theology, but you all love Jesus. Guess what? You're in the same body. It's the same Heavenly Father. You're blood relatives through the blood of Jesus Christ, and you drink the same Holy Spirit. You're united. And in fact, the unity is probably at the 99%, and the, the things that are different are at like those 1% or less. So in the truth and in the realities, we have unity. In different do doctrinal approaches, we'll have liberty, but in everything, we have charity. That's the way the scripture wants us to function. I hope that helps you. Check out Romans 12. Think of denominations when you read that. That'll get you rolling, okay? All right, there we go. All right, we'll take our break, and then we're coming back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life, it feels like I've been You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Regardless of what the world says, regardless of what politics say, regardless of what uh, different people say, Jesus does one thing better than anybody else. He brings hope. It's like, wait, this could be different. And in verse 29, she touches Jesus, and immediately her bleeding stops, Right? She, the Bible says, look at it, immediately her bleeding stopped. She felt it in her body. She was freed from her suffering. You know, people will say, well, I mean, how do you know if you're healed? I got a message for you. When the Lord, when you touch the Lord and power comes from the Lord into your life, you know. She knew. Not only did she knew, Jesus knew. And Jesus was like, okay, who touched me? Who touched me? Power went out for me. Right? And then the disciples are, Okay. Like there's like a thousand people right next to you. How are we supposed to? Now, why did Jesus do all that? Watch this. This is just one of those absolute mind blowers. The first thing that happens to her is her issue of blood ceases to exist because she touches Jesus. We would call that a physical healing. She was physically healed. She had an issue of blood, and that's a problem, and she couldn't do anything to help it. But when she was able to touch Jesus, bam, the physical healing happened. But then Jesus does this such weird thing because he's so cool that it just fits the whole thing. He says, who touched me? And they're all like going, okay, well, you know, take a look around, dude. There's a lot of people here. And he's like, who touched me? And then the woman said, it was me, right? Jesus not only physically healed her, watch this, he socially healed her because a woman who had an issue of blood was not allowed to have the same level of public contact as everybody else. So he heals her physically and then calls her up in front of everybody and goes, yeah, you're well now, huh? It's just, just think about the moment. 
And instead of saying anything negative, because God's not like that, he's like, oh, your faith has healed you. Okay, your faith and confidence in you touching me made the difference. You're physically healed. And let everybody who's around you know you are no longer to be untouched because you touched me. Now you're socially healed. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. One of our most favorite people in the world is on the phone, and we want to give them that opportunity before we give a trivia question or anything else. So let's have our phone ring, and we'll have a chance to hear from our buddy. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is Eric. Hi, Eric. How are you, my brother? Doing great here, and uh, sounds like uh, you got a, another great show starting there. I love it when uh, Sergio calls in. He always asks direct to the to the point questions, and you always give a good answer. You know, it That's is good. It's so great when he calls in. I wanna I wanna meet with him at some time or send. Him, I wanna give him an apologetics Bible. So that he can go, he would love that. He would just go, oh, look at this, look at this. There's so much good material in those, and I'd love to give him one, uh, just set it up for him. I mean, it's just such a, he's such a blessing to ask the question to pursue. I love people that pursue their faith. That's just fantastic. Well, you, you, you know, your um, your first book that you wrote, uh, of course, you you, you uh, re-edited it, right. but uh, that, that book is... Um, has a lot of great stuff in it too, uh, I, I, but you know, apologetic Bible obviously would be would be right right there to the point. Yeah, but absolutely. your book would answer a lot of questions too. Absolutely, yeah. Now that's a good point. You know, I I don't do a lot of promo of that, do I? <laughs> <laughs> oh well. And it, it's a, it's an easy read. It's a fun read. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's. Uh, Sit the afternoon, read it if you're a good reader. If if you're a reader like me, it takes a week. But <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. All right, what do you have happening in your life? Oh, well, uh, praise report. Um, I have a ton of praises, but I'm only going to give one since I can't take your whole show. <laughs> but um, last uh, last week, every week when I go to church, I always ask my children. Well, I guess I better set this up a little bit better. Um, my, um, I have five children, and I'm relatively a new follower of, of Christ in the last four or five years. And um, I never took any of my children to church, and now I'm paying for it. And, I'm, I, and I, I want so desperately for them to come with me to church, and, and I, also I have that— I think it's Psalms or maybe it's Proverbs say uh, fathers don't exasperate your or confuse your children or don't don't get your children mad at you. I'm paraphrasing. That's fine. Um, and so I I just uh, I, I so want to say something and but I just know the way they have grown up that they don't if they'll just turn them off. And so I, I pray about it, and I, I really appreciate the audience praying about it and you praying about it and all that stuff. And uh, this last every, – every Sunday I would ask them, do you want to go to church? Or Saturday I'd say, do you want to go to church with me tomorrow? And, of course, I'd always get the, no, i got other things to do attitude. But this last time, um, this last Sunday, 
my son went to church with me, and uh, I guess he had nothing better to do. <laughs> and he, he went with me, and uh, after he's done, he asked a couple questions, and he was very uh, satisfied with what he – I mean, you, you, uh, he had a different uh, feeling of what church would be like, you know, everybody hammering on you, you know, you're – you're a sinner, you're going to die, you're no good, and all that stuff, and he wasn't ready for that. But uh, there was a good message, and it was a biblical message, and it was, you know, scriptural coming out of the, the Bible, and and uh, so he heard a story of, of the Bible that he's never heard before. I know he hasn't, and, um, and uh, he asked a couple questions afterwards, but I didn't ask him a lot of questions, and I didn't—I was just going to let him come to me. But anyway, the praise report is— there is a little, little uh, chisel, a uh, little bit of a uh, um, knocking the the proudness off of him, and uh, maybe uh, maybe he'll be there eventually. That is and, uh, that. It, let me tell you, sir. Let me and and why this is important is because first of all, there are many people who are listening who are in the same situation. If not with their kids, then with their spouses. If not with their spouses, then with friends. Uh, other family members or whatever the case may be. And there's, there's usually, I, I just want to comment on, on how you did that and, and leave, it, leave it simplistic. Usually we take on some sense of responsibility personally saying, oh man, I don't, you know, I want to get my one, I got one son that I'd like to punch in the nose. <laughs> so I'm just telling you. And so, you know, the other ones are doing great. He's like, right. So I, you want to do all these things, but you, me personally, you personally, you don't have to be the one that does it. You can just be a vessel for them getting in contact with it. And the Lord will do all the work. In other words, I think we take on a personal responsibility like, well, I'm the one that's got to teach him, and I'm the one that's got to make it understand or whatever. And what you did is all you did is, hey, you want to come? And he's like, okay, I'll go. And he goes, and it's nothing what he perceived, right? Because in his perception, right. he's got this whole other world going on. And you, in your heart, you're like, it's not like that. It's not like that. But he's not going to believe you until he sees it. And then when he sees it, it's like, whoa, this is different. And that becomes God's building. In other words, all you did was, was uh, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, do a little trough here from this spot to this spot. And then God does the water. God does the seed. God does everything else to a degree in the sense that he'll bring people into his life. So he'll plant certain seeds and do certain things. But all you did was cover the water path so it could happen. And the Lord used that. And it's he's never ever, no matter what you say or I say or because God is in it, he will never be the same, ever, just because of that. Well, I, that's that's um, that's my hopes and that's my prayer and that's uh, that I'm I'm believing that. So, and I, you 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 said it really well. I I can't really add anything to that because uh, that's that's beautiful and uh, and I wish you. Uh, all the fun and good luck going down to Houston. I guess next week it will be. Uh, so. Yeah, pray for me. <laughs> uh, I think you're. I think it'll be great. Yeah, it should be. It'll. It'll be fine. But I'm so happy for you. You know, I'm so happy for you, and I'm just so blessed that you shared that with people. What an encouragement for everybody who's listening to understand. Well, I I, I appreciate all the support from you and the audience, and listen to people call in with the the things that they're going through, and I pray for them and all that. I. I, uh, it's, it is, everybody's got a, everybody's got a, uh, 
piece of the pie and a piece of the puzzle to to make it all one body of Christ, and that's uh, that's really special. Yeah, your, your show is very special. It brings that out. Well, it's a lot easier for me mm. with all you guys participating. Trust me. <laughs> Would you just it's like, right. okay, yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay. Love it. Great testimony, brother. Absolutely stellar. Uh, you have a beautiful day, blessed day, and uh, keep warm. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks. All right. What a great, so we'll wait on the trivia. That's just so, 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 so good. And what I really think is there, now look at there's a passage. I want to make sure everybody doesn't misunderstand it. There's a passage that Paul makes reference. Hey, I, uh, I, I planted, uh, 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 Paulus watered, but God gives the growth. The point I was making about using a hoe to make it from one place to another is, look, it's always about what God is doing. And it's always going to be that way. And that was Paul's point. I mean, I'm just making that reference. I did kind of smither the passages together, but that's okay. The idea behind this is that you don't have to be, you're not responsible for anybody's salvation in the context that you can't save anybody. So stop that, okay? You, you, you're not, you don't grant salvation. You can share it, but only God moves upon a person's heart, okay? And then how you share it becomes a whole other thing. People sometimes don't share because they feel guilty that they can't communicate it well or they're not even sure how to say or not even sure how to approach it. But something as simple as, hey, you want to go with me? (laughs) That might be all that is needed. That might be all that is required. Instead of you trying to, you know, I'm going to teach him a 15-point message, homiletical message on the exegesis of the book of Galatians and Really? Maybe you should just say, hey, want to go with me? <laughs> Let somebody else do it. You don't have to do everything. You're praying, right? Like I'm praying for my family. I'm praying for my kids. I'm praying for people that I know that are not saved. I've been praying for some people in my family that are not saved for years, for 40 years. And I will be done praying when I'm dead. Okay, that's when I or when I'm with the Lord. Okay, so I'm, then I'm hoping there's a lot of investment in that 40 years of prayer, right? But I don't do I. All I can do is cover that in prayer, and if the Lord gives me an opportunity to just direct it in any way, shape, or fantastic. And in fact, when Eric said that, a thought came uh, kind of whizzing across my brain that sometimes it's better if it does come from somebody else than from us to that person because that person has a kind of a separate defensive system going on already with us. And that's just true. It's not weird. It's not bizarro talk. It's not psychobabble. The, the reality check is some people we have ministered to or have witnessed to in our family that are close to us are like, they got their shield up every time they see us. <laughs> yep, yep, there's that Christian guy. Oh, always talks about Jesus. It's like, yeah, got it. Sometimes the best thing to do is to pray that the Lord will bring about whatever. If you get to be a part of that, you're blessed. That's a great, great testament. I just can't add anything to that. That's all you do. Make yourself available. That's what the whole DNA is about. Make yourself available, right? All right. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back on a typical normal Friday for us. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ 
and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been, organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders? Well, (laughs) I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. And nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the, to me, what, what makes servant leadership work is this. Most leaders put themselves first before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading what's in it for me. Uh, I, I travel internationally with my uh, company, Equip, and and uh, in fact, I'll, I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala. In fact, I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala. And when I'm when I'm with these leaders alone, David, alone. I mean, no no handlers, no media, nothing, but just alone. The question I ask them, which is I think the true servant leadership question, is. Will the people be at, better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there? Wow. And, and I think that's – and when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing.